encouraged part two of what I started last week by the grace of God titled and without fail recover all the Lord said these words and you have to adjust your timer because we are just done with we are just done with confession and I'm just about to start preaching so whoever is in charge of the system and the timer you had better not put me under too much pressure as much as I'm also trying to not put myself under too much pressure. First Samuel chapter 30, that's where we're going to be. From verse 1 all the way. All the way to 19. Maybe I should relocate to my country. Where we don't sweat. this morning who has lost something, you've lost an opportunity, you've lost time, you've, you've lost something, you've lost someone dear to you. Anybody here this morning? Can I? I, I want to see how many people I was sent to. Okay, good. At least I have a few people who have lost something, like myself. So this word is a word in season for those of us who have lost something and who are believing God for total recovery. So David went and his 600 men that were with him and came to the brook Besor, where those that were left behind stayed. But David pursued he and 400 men, for 200 abode behind, which were so faint that they could not go over the brook Besor. And they found an Egyptian in the field and brought him to David and gave him bread and he did eat and made him drink water. And they gave him a piece of cake of figs and two clusters of raisins. And when he had eaten, his spirit came again to him, for he had eaten no bread nor drunk any water three days and three nights. And David said unto him, to whom belongest thou? And whence art thou? And he said, I am a young man of Egypt, servant to an Amalekite. And my master left me because three days are gone, I fell, as I fell sick. We made an invasion upon the south of Cherethites 
and upon the coast which belonged to Judah, and upon the south of Caleb, and we burned Ziklag with fire. So this was confirmed that these were the people that did the job. They did the bad job in Ziklag. They burnt the whole place to ashes. And David said to him, can you bring me down to this company? And he said, swear unto me by God that thou will, not, will neither kill me nor deliver me into the hands of my master because he's going to kill me. And I'll bring thee down to this company. And when he had brought him down, behold, they were spread abroad upon all the earth, eating and drinking and dancing because of all the great spoil that they had taken out of the land of the Philistines and out of the land of Judah. And David smote them from the twilight even unto the evening of the next day. And there escaped not a man of them. None of them will escape. Can I have an amen? I said none of them will escape. Can I have an amen? All of your tormentors, all of your adversaries, none of them will escape. Can I have an amen? There escaped not a man of them, save except 400 young men which rode upon camels and fled. And David recovered all. Okay, I heard it again in my spirit. None of them will escape. Can I have an amen? <laughs> I don't know who I'm sent to. I don't know who I'm talking to, whether here or online. I don't know where. But the spirit of the Lord will have me repeat. None of them will escape. If there is, a, there is an invasion in your body, all kinds of sicknesses and diseases. At the end of this service, none of them will remain. Because each of them will get the hand of the Lord. Can I have an amen? David recovered all. And David recovered all. God said to him in verse 8, You go, overtake them, and without fail, recover all. God said that in verse 8. And in verse 18, just 10 verses later, the Bible says, and David recovered all, just as God had said. All that the Amalekites had carried away. And David rescued his two wives. I won't dwell on that today. I dwelt, it, or I dwelt on it last week. And there was nothing lacking to them. There shall be nothing lacking to you. Don't waste these prayers. Receive them by faith. There shall be nothing lacking to you. It's not that God will pay your school fees, but you won't have money for feeding. Mm -mm. There shall be nothing lacking to you. If God, the same God that pays school fees is able to take care of your living expenses. The same God that takes care of visa is able to take care of the flight ticket. The same God that takes care of the scholarship is able to take care of the wherewithal to move to that country. Can I have an amen? The same God that takes care of the disease is able to take care of all the symptoms. Can I have an Amen. And there was nothing lacking to them. This will be our song into the new year. As we celebrate and jubilate out of 2023 into 2024, there shall be nothing lacking to us in the name of Jesus. And there was nothing lacking to them. Neither small nor great. Neither sons nor daughters. Neither spoil nor anything that they had taken to them. David, the Bible says, recovered all. I repeat. I don't know what it is that you need. I don't know what you are believing God for, whether it's a job or a change of jobs, whether you want to move on to the next level of your life and it looks as though it's a Herculean task and it looks insurmountable. I pray for you under the wings of the grace of God, you will get there. Things will turn around, begin to turn around from now in the realm of the spirit 
and will manifest in the physical in the name of Jesus. You will recover all. If David recovered all and God does not change, in Micah, he said, I am the Lord and I change not. That's why you sons of Jacob are not consumed. Micah 2.4, there about. In Hebrews 13 verse 8, he said, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today and forever. And because he does not change, therefore I pray for you today in the name of Jesus. If David recovered all, you will recover all. David recovered all. I love that phrase. And David recovered all. Last week, I began these thoughts as the Lord gave them to me. And I began to share with us on the fact that God wants us to live in the fullness of his grace. The fullness of his mercy, fullness of his provision. God doesn't do a slipshoddy job, a half-hearted job, a half-baked miracle. He wants us to live in the fullness of the glory of his presence. And anything short of that is the work of the enemy. Is the one that steals from us. If you had a million naira in your account and somebody steals a hundred thousand, it is no longer one million. It has now become nine hundred thousand naira. And it is the work of the devil to always steal. He doesn't stop at stealing. He, will, he may start from there. And if you permit him, he will move on to killing. And then you move on to total destruction. John 10, 10. Jesus said, the thief cometh not, but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. He said, but I am come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. In John 8, 44, Jesus was rebuking the people. And he said to them, you have your father, the devil, and his work, he will do, blah, blah, blah. And he said to them, he's a murderer from the beginning. He described Satan as a murderer, an assassin from the beginning. That's why every assassin you know is a child of the devil. There is no child of God that will take on the profession of being an assassin. It is the work of the devil to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Jesus said he's a murderer from the beginning. And abode not in the truth. Because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks of his own. A lie is natural to the devil. He is the father of all lies. He speaks of his own for he is a liar and the father of it. So it is the work of the devil to always want to steal from us. But thank God for God's recovery plan. No matter what the child of God loses, if you stay in faith, there is a recovery plan for your life. In fact, the Bible says that the righteous may fall seven times, but then seven times he will get up again. God always makes provision for his people. In Judges 16.22, the Bible says, albeit the hair on Samson's head began to grow again. That is God for you. There is always a recovery plan even when the enemy steals from you. God always has a plan for you to come back. God always has a plan for you to bounce back and to move on with your life. If the enemy comes into your life and burns your dreams to ashes, you know what God will do? He will take up the ashes and start a new fire. Can I have an amen? Can I have a better amen this morning? However, as God has his own grand plan, which is beautiful, we have our own human responsibility to carry out. This is what is not popular. And this is what some people call, they say, you're just being legalistic. You're just, you know, giving credit to, to, to human efforts. Let me tell you, whether you like it or not, you will make efforts. God will give you a blessing, a financial blessing. Maybe give you more customers. Maybe give you a, a good job or a better job. But God will not come to your kitchen to cook your meal for you. Are you with me? 
Are you with me? God will give you the ability to sleep in the night. But it won't come as a carpenter to make a bed. If you won't buy a bed for yourself, then you sleep on the floor. And if you cannot sleep, you are the one depriving yourself of sleep. To every agenda that God has, there is always the divine aspect. The divine side which belongs to God. And he has the prerogative over that. That's why I said some time ago, you cannot force the hands of God to do anything. You can't rush him. If you do it, you will regret it. But there is always the human angle. You and I have to play. We always have responsibilities. Many people today don't like to take responsibility for their lives. They asked Peter in Acts chapter 2 on the day of Pentecost. After Peter preached a fiery message, they asked him, they said, men and brethren, what shall we do? There must be that thing which we will do to be saved. And what do we do to be saved? We are not saved by works, but we have a responsibility. Romans 10.10, 10, for with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, but listen, with the mouth confession must be made unto salvation. A man must believe in his heart and confess with his mouth what he believes. Unless you do that, the salvation package is not yet complete for you. Are you with me, church? Someone said, well, I believe, but I'm not going to confess. Okay, so you're halfway. There must be always what to do. In Acts chapter 1 and verse 1, as recorded by Luke, the physician, he said, the former treatise have I made, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began both to do and teach. Even Jesus did certain things. Are you with me, church? Come on, come on. Are you with me, church? I'm laying a foundation this morning. So that you don't put all on God and say, God will do it. God will just do everything. It's a lie. God will do what he will do. You will do what you need to do. Did God have to come to your bathroom to take your bath for you this morning? Oh, no, don't let me. I, I'm just, I'm a medical student, but God will, be the, God will be the one reading my books for me. I'm a child of God. I go to church. You can attend every church service, attend every rehearsal. If you don't read your medical books, baby, you're going to, we will have to organize deliverance for you. To deliver you from the spirit of laziness. Laziness is what some have turned into spirituality in our days. There's a time to wake up in the morning and pray in the Holy Ghost and speak in tongues. And tongue down fire from the house. There's a time to go to the bathroom, brother. Have your bath and go to work. The time to report in your office is not the time for rabakatataka. No, 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 no. Don't mix it up. Are you with me? Are you with me? There's a time to sit down with your books and, and jack like no man's business. And the divine hand of God follows you to the exam hall. So Jesus didn't say that the Holy Spirit will tell you anything. He said he will bring to your remembrance the things I have said. What the Holy Ghost will do in the exam hall is to remind you of the things you have read. Are you with me? Now, Oriofer, you read law. Did you take any course in German? No course at all. Now you go for an exam today. Alright? After service, please go to Lagos, go for an exam. But before you get to Lagos, pray in the Holy Ghost for two hours. And when you get to Gothe, there's an institute in Lagos called Gothe Institute. All they do is German there. Just say, I want to write German, a German test. I've prayed in the Holy Ghost all the way for two hours from Ibadan. The Holy Ghost must teach me the meaning of German. All the German questions today. You will, that person, not to offer, that person, because she won't do that. That person will fail flat. Have you learned German? No. Holy Ghost, just teach me. 
we have a lot of rascality in our days. A lot of rascality in our generation. Sister, the Holy Ghost said to me, you are my wife. Has the Holy Ghost confirmed to her that you are the husband? People try to use the garb of spirituality. And that's why each of you must grow. So that nobody will bamboozle you with fake spirituality. Many people's lives today are in bondage because of that. Many women who would have become so great married some spiritual rascal from church because he deceived her into those seeing the Lord. I know one or two cases. But when you grow as a lady and it comes with the spiritual ego, you calm him down and say, brother, calm down. According to the scriptures, I must have a witness in my spirit also. For the spirit bear a witness with our spirit that we are the bastards of God. Come on, talk to me. Does God have bastards? We are the children of God. So if I'm a child of God, let the spirit that bear a witness with your spirit be a witness with my spirit. Somebody had told me before to leave Nigeria and go somewhere else. I mentioned the particular region I should go to because the Lord revealed to her. I said, ma, but the Lord has not revealed to me. He's going to send me and not you. So when I stand here, I don't teach and preach to you some theory I had somewhere, somebody said on YouTube. No, 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 no. No. It is the things that we have seen, our eyes have, our eyes have seen, our ears have heard, and which our hands have handled of this word of life. And my coach and mentor, senior pastor, has always said, don't preach what you don't know. Don't preach what you have not experienced. Otherwise, you will be confused and you will lead the people into confusion. There is always, I, from my work with God, I know that there is always an assignment for you. When God is getting ready to do anything major in your life, there is the divine side, there is the human side. The former treatise have I made to you, O Theophilus, Acts 1 1, of the things that Jesus, Jesus, the anointed one, whose anointing is without measure, both began to do and teach. Romans 8 14, message translation says, in the KJV says, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. In the message translation, it says, God's Spirit beckons, there are things to do. And there are places to go. Are you with me? Are you with me, church? One of the things to do, I shared with you last week. Number one, you must have the attitude of someone that wants to recover all. Attitude is everything. You must have an attitude of someone who wants to recover all. You cannot be rehearsing failure and be expecting success. Wake up, church. Are you with me this morning? I say that again. The Holy Ghost warned me. He gave me a stern warning. Exactly, I think, two months ago, and I wrote it down. He said, never rehearse failure. <laughs> a rehearsal is some kind of um, preparation, am I right? For the final presentation. That's a rehearsal. So, in the choir uh, ministry, for example, singing ministry, you rehearsed yesterday, and whatever you have done today is as a product of the rehearsal that you had yesterday. Am I right about that? So whatever you are doing today, the production will be tomorrow. You are rehearsing now. And he said to me, don't rehearse failure. Don't you ever rehearse failure. It's an attitude. How do you carry yourself? What are the words coming out of your mouth? 
Well, I don't know. Q, Sarah, Sarah, whatever will be, will be. I don't know what God has for me. I don't even know. I don't understand my life again. All right. That's a rehearsal for failure. I told you the best attitude to have is the attitude of faith. I call it faithitude. Faith always has an expectation. And I'm going to build up on that this morning. And I gave you examples. If you were not here last week, go and get that message. It will bless you. Number two. I need to go to number two today. Number two. What do I do if I want to recover all? One, have the attitude of someone who wants to recover all. Number two, act on God's word. A-C-T. Act on God's word. Whatever instruction God gives you, whatever direction he gives you by his Holy Spirit, don't hesitate. Act on it. That's where your recovery lies. Help me tell your neighbor, say, act on it. Tell another neighbor that is not sleeping, say, act on it. The one that is trying to sleep says it's too early to sleep. Act on it. Say don't act on sleeping. Act on the word of God. Glory be to God. I'll show you very quickly from the word of God. I'm going to try and be brief. I will try. First Samuel 30 and verse 8 that we just read. Verse 8 now. Beam your light on verse 8. First Samuel chapter 30 and verse 8. Then David prayed to God. This is the message. Give me KJV. Yes, he prayed. But it was a prayer of inquiry. A prayer of, Lord, I want your leading. I want you to lead me. Every child of God must come to that point where you inquire from the Lord. Lord, what do you want me to do now? How do I handle this situation? You are not a bastard. You are a child of God. And God said in Jeremiah chapter 33 and verse 3, he says, call upon me and I will answer you. Call upon me. He didn't say flash me. He said call. So make a proper call. Call. Make time to pray. Stop flashing God. Two minutes prayer. Five minutes prayer. Sometimes your 30 minutes is a flash. Sometimes. When you should have quality time with God. It's a call. Call upon me. Some of us are flashers. We are so good with flash. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want Thank you, Lord. Off you go. God said, call upon me. And I will answer. Allow me answer you. And then I will show you great and mighty things which thou knowest not. The Bible says, and David inquired from the Lord. What did he inquire? Singing. This was the content of his prayer. Not nonsensical prayer. Some people, the prayer will be a rehearsal of what has happened. Lord, we were away to fight a battle. And we did our best. And you know about how we did our best, Lord. Now we came back. Ahinoam is gone. Abigail, my beautiful Abigail, is gone, Lord. All my sons and daughters are gone. Look at all my men, season red of them. Some of them even have three wives, four wives. They got 16 kids. All are gone. Lord, what you going to do now? Lord, what are we going to do about this? One year, they're still praying that prayer. A rehearsal of the failure. Lord, I failed jam. Okay? I didn't know about it. You failed? Oh, my God. That's God responding. Gabriel, did you know she failed jam? Gabriel said, ah, I didn't know. I didn't follow her. The day she went to write it. Oh, my God. That's God. Oh, my God. You failed jam. You know, we talk to God like he doesn't know what we're going through. And the Bible says we don't have a high priest who cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities. Yet, we relate to him as though he's not aware 
that you are in Nigeria. Lord, now the dollar is a thousand naira. Lord, what you looking at? What you, how am I going to ever travel as in my life? I, the money I saved to buy ticket, oh God, to even buy visa, oh God. Oh to, you, we, we keep talking, we're wasting time. Listen to the content of repair. Lord, you know my parents are fighting now. They've not been talking. Oh, really? They're fighting? They've not been talking? My goodness. Wow. When would they start talking? Since you are the Lord. Oh, yeah, give me an answer. Lord, you know, you know, you know this pain in my tummy. David inquired at the Lord. He knew that the Lord knew every detail of everything that had happened. So he went straight. Shall I pursue after this troop? It occurs to me that God doesn't answer stupid questions. You know very stupid questions that Nigerians ask? Your neighbor came and he was asking after you. Oh, my neighbor came? Really? My dad would say, no, your neighbor did not come. Your brother came. Nonsense. You're going out in the rain. Are you going out in this rain? No. I'm going out in the next one. Obviously, you can see. And we bring that attitude to the place of prayer. Stop rehearsing failure. Tell your neighbor, say, stop rehearsing failure. Get this. Shall I pursue after this troop? Two. Shall I overtake them? Because pursuing after does not mean that I will overtake them. Before you expend your energy, before you get into that project, ask God, is this a good relationship to enter? Because the fact that you enter a relationship does not mean to lead to marriage. Are you with me, church? Because if every first relationship that we got into led to marriage, some of us would probably not be here this morning. You would have been born to different parents or you would still be in heaven. Shall I overtake them? Then the Lord answered him. Straightforward. Pursue. My God. God doesn't waste words. Okay, um, did you mean I should pursue? No, don't pursue. Oh, okay, so I should not pursue. Pursue. God said pursue. For thou shalt surely overtake them. And God did not stop there. Then God added, and without fail. Because you will overtake them, without fail, I'm now adding the responsibility for you to recover all. I'm going to go with you. You will overtake them. You might overtake them and then be, still be looking at them and be pitying them. I'm saying, oh, okay, okay, what do we do now? Just give us um, a few things and then you can have the few. No, recover all. It is not just a word of assurance. Yes, it is. But it also is loaded with responsibility. Can I have an amen to that? Remember when the angel came to the prison and smote Peter? I think Acts 16 now, Peter was fast asleep and smote Peter by the side and Peter woke up. The angel said, now put on your shoes, put on your sandals. Guard up yourself and put on your sandals because the angel will not wear your sandals for you. There is always the divine side to every assignment. There is always the human side. Peter, get up your loins, wear your sandals and let's go. When Jesus in John 12 by the, uh, by the tomb of Lazarus cried out and said, Lazarus, come forth. And he that was dead came forth. Jesus went ahead to say, lose him because he still had the grave clothes on him. Lose him and let him go. That's the human side to be done. For some of us, our Lazarus is already alive, but we are still waiting on God to come and lose the grave clothes from him. We are still waiting on God to come and spoon feed us. 
God, should I pursue my master's? Yeah, pursue. Lord, when are you going to apply for me? God should get on the system and do your application. God should get on the phone and call the director of that organization. Pursue. And without fail, recover all. Amen. In verse 9, go back to my scripture. I'm there. I'm still there. Verse 9, the Bible says, so David went. Repeat that. Three people came to church. Make it louder. I want to bring out a point there. So, David acted on God's word. David acted on God's instruction. You can imagine after getting this instruction from God, after getting this direction, David was still waiting on God. What are you waiting for? I'm waiting on you, Lord. I heard the story of someone who had prayed for something for 12 years. And the person finally said to God, Lord, I've been waiting on you for 12 years. And the Lord said, I've been waiting on you, son, for 12 years. May that not be our story. Because sometimes when people say they are waiting, they're actually wasting. Because God has given an express instruction, go ahead and do this. And then you're still waiting on God. What are you doing about it? I'm waiting on God. Yeah, 2023 is almost gone. What are you doing about your academics? I'm waiting on God. I really don't know what to do yet, so I'm still waiting on God. What was the last instruction he gave you? That's a word for somebody this morning. What was the last thing God told you? Eh, well, I, 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 you see, I, I don't think the, the time is ripe yet. You, you, you are not in control of the times and the seasons. He is. David, pursue, overtake, and without fail, recover all. Verse 9, David didn't waste time at all. He got up. Hey, guys, you want to go or not? Yes, sir, we are going with you. They wanted to stone him a couple of moments ago. But the next moment he said, now let's go. Off we go. And so David went. Listen, church. You've got no time to waste time. Tell your neighbor, there is no time to waste time. Once he has spoken to you on that subject matter, the next thing is to fly. Once the Lord, don't you ever in your life subject God's instruction to man's validation. God told you something? Go! Um, you know, out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, let every word of the Lord be established. Out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, that's a scripture, yes I know. But I'm talking about God's direct instruction concerning your life. Express instruction. Can you imagine David now calling Abiata? Abiata, now come back and let's check out this word. You see, the Lord has told me, but I need to check it out with you. If the Lord has told you something, who is that man that will check out what the Lord has said and will rate God high? Oh, give God five stars and say, Yeah, 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 yeah. The Lord is right. The Lord, no, no, the Lord is wrong. Eh? Will the Lord be ever wrong? That mouth will not speak again. But that's the case of some people, some of us. And as I'm speaking this morning, your spirit is bearing witness with this message. Stop that relationship. And well, he's still giving me gifts and he's still a nice guy. I'm still hoping he's going to change. He's going to change. God said. <laughs> I know what it means to pay 
for disobedience. I know what it means. I know what it means. I'm still asking him for mercy. Because such things leave you with a scar. Don't you ever waste time when the Lord has spoken to you. Don't waste time. You have no time to waste time. David, pursue. The next verse, the Bible says, and so David went. I must tell you something, church. There must always be a corresponding physical action to your faith. Because faith without corresponding physical action is dead on arrival. When you say you have the attitude of faith and you have waited on God and God has given you an instruction what to do, go ahead and carry it out in the physical. You have prayed. You have fasted. You have waited on God. You have sown a seed. You have got an instruction. The next step is to take a corresponding physical action. This is what brings about your recovery. This is what makes your faith produce. Many people have audio faith. Audio faith. In fact, it's mental ascent. Do you know God can deliver you? Yes, I know God can deliver me. Do you believe God can deliver you? Yes, I believe God can deliver me. Why is he not delivering you? Well, why are you still in this same situation? Well, kill Sarah, Sarah, what will be, will be. Mental ascent. I know, yes, I know God can deliver. I, I believe, kind of, that God can deliver. Faith is always proven and is always seen by God through your corresponding physical actions. You must take action. You don't let it end in the place of prayer. Lord, I prayed. I prayed, 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 prayed. After praying, you need to get up, put your CV together, travel down to Victoria Island, submit your CV in that organization, get ready for interview. Am I communicating? Am I communicating? Holy Spirit, you know, I've prayed in tongues for six hours. I prayed all night. I didn't sleep. Holy Spirit, by yourself, take the soft copy of my CV. You know the email address of the HR of that organization. Holy Spirit, send, send my CV there. Send my CV there. The Holy Spirit is not a demon. Are you with me? It's the Holy Spirit. It won't break the protocol of that organization. Their protocol is that a human being like you, an applicant, should put your CV together and apply. Don't dump on God what you are supposed to do by yourself. There must be a corresponding physical action. Help me tell your neighbor, don't just pray. Take action. I'll give you a very poor example, then I'll show you the scriptures. My very, maybe the simplest of all my examples is... Um, a lady reached out to me recently and was asking questions along these lines, especially physical action. One of my girls in this church, she's married now, and I got the good news. She, she's got a baby. She gave birth this morning. Yeah, amen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know Michibu. Some of you probably know Michibu. Yeah. She was in the choir. My very good girl, right from her days in UI. She's married now. Legal, properly married. Amen. Praise God. Very important. She was talking to me recently along these lines of corresponding action, that she was feasting on James 2.17 and she was really trying to get more light on it. Faith without works is dead. Faith without works is dead. What does it mean? Now, people quote that a lot. 
And people usually quote that to people who are unemployed or maybe by, by choice, by choice, unemployed. They don't want to work. So they say faith without works is dead. You go to church, you don't go to work, that faith is dead. Well, that is part of it, but that's not exactly what that scripture is saying. But it's also a physical aspect or manifestation of what that scripture is saying. What is that scripture really saying? So now you want to travel abroad. And you're believing God to go to the UK or maybe to Canada. Lord, I want to relocate for my master's. I want to do my master's in, in Canada. That's where I like. It's cold, yeah? I like the cold. I've never experienced cold before. I want to be in the cold. This heat is too much. I want to enjoy some snow. I want to play with some snow, all right? Just don't have frostbite, okay? So, um, Lord, I trust you to do it for me. Year one, gone. What have you done? I'm, I've been praying for one year that God should relocate me to Canada. I want to do my master's in Canada. Year two, gone. What are you doing? I'm planning. I'm really planning to go to Canada. Year three, what are you doing? I'm processing Canada. I'm processing Canada. Now, I grew up in the hood. I grew up in, I grew up in the trenches, you know. So, it was our language. It was, it was a common thing then for somebody to not do anything for several years. And they say, oh boy, what are you doing? I said, ah, but boy, I'm processing. I'm processing. The moment they say, but boy, I'm processing. That means the guy was planning to go abroad. After three years, you ask the guy, so what exactly have you done? And the guy says, um, actually, my passport expired like five, four years ago. So you don't have a valid passport. And you want to, and you are, so what, are you, what exactly are you processing? I, I'm, I'm talking to my friends in Canada. You're talking to your friends. Is that the process? If you want to do your master's in Canada, simple, right? You go to immigration, first of all. I go to GRA. Apply for your passport. Get your passport, right? Come to the system. If you don't know how to go to the system, to use the internet, you go to an agent, am I right? Or talk to your friends who know about going abroad, who know about schooling abroad, right? And you can do it yourself. Sit down on the system and browse and check out schools and check out scholarships, the ones that have scholarships, right? And then you look at the course you want to study, your course that you like and you're qualified for. And then, boom, you click, and then you apply, and then you say, okay, fill this application form, okay, pay this application fee, and then you go to bank and process your 80 Canadian dollar application fee, and they say, well, you have to write an SOP, statement of purpose. I say, okay, ah, I need to research on that. And then you sit down and write and write and write and write, and you get someone else to check it out for you if it is right, if it's proper. That is when you are processing. Am I right about that? And then someday, boom, two weeks after, congratulations, we are offering you this provisional admission. But there are certain conditions to meet so we can change your admission from provisional or from conditional to unconditional, which you will need when you are applying for your visa at the Canadian consulate or embassy in your country. Does that not sound like you're processing? Every step you are taking in that direction is called a corresponding action. An action that points in the direction where you're going. You want to be a medical doctor. And now you are in SS3 and you are in art class. I do not know the miracle that can happen other than that you have to go back to SS1 and start from science class so that they can teach you physics, chemistry, and biology. Because I don't know how you can be taught what is democracy and use that 
in the College of Medicine, University of Ibadan. They present you a, a, a I want to say a candidate, a, a, you don't use client, a patient. And they say, can you take the vital signs, the vitals of this patient? And you say, well, uh, the vitals would mean that um, oligarchy. <laughs> you are right. <laughs> we don't talk oligarchy here. <laughs> right? In the school of nursing, they don't. I'm not sure they have any art students there. You, because you must have been prepared for chemistry, for biology and physics. Even though you might not use that physics so much, but there will still be some elements because it's in the sciences. Somebody is going to Lagos and then you face University of Ibadan. I don't know how you will get to Lagos when you face University of Ibadan. And you get to University of Ibadan, you don't turn off in Agbowo to hit the express. You keep going to Orogun, from Orogun to Ojo. By the grace of God, after our job, where do you think you will land next? Monia. After Monia, where are you landing next? Just 30 minutes from Monia, on the New Express, you will be in the ancient town of Oyo. If you keep the journey on that, in that direction, by the grace of God, another 30, 45 minutes, you will be in Ogomosho. If you keep it for like an hour plus or two hours, by God's grace, you will be in the lorry. You must have traveled about three hours from Ibadan. In the wrong direction, listen to me. No matter how far you travel in the wrong direction, you don't ever get to the right destination. You didn't get that. Oh Lord, I've traveled for three hours. Well, man, the lorry. Oh Lord, God of Abraham, take me to Lagos. No, sir. It doesn't work that way because you are not taking the corresponding action. Your action is at variance with your destination. And that's what many people do. Live the wrong lifestyle. You're in the club Friday night, all night. You do whatever you want to do with your life. Monday to Friday, it's my body, it's my life. But then Sunday morning, all of a sudden, God is holy. Hallelujah, praise God. Look at your lifestyle. Is that a corresponding action? To someone that wants to have deeper revelations of God? There are certain things that call for consecration. The things of God call for consecration because they are holy. You think God will just throw his revelation on anybody? If it were like that, then we don't, we don't probably don't need to have time of fellowshipping with him. His revelations are so precious. It will only give water to the soul that is thirsty. Can I have an amen? A couple said years ago, they were believing God for the fruit of the womb. Wife was working in Lagos, husband working in Ibadan. They saw each other once in two weeks. I said, sir, but you should have known long ago that babies are not sent by email. And they don't post them via DHL. You, you are believing God. You know, sometimes when we say we are believing God, we need to check it out. Are we truly believing God? She's working in a different city. You're working in a different city. You don't stay together. Even in some cases, people that stay together, live together, do everything together, have sex together. Amen. Praise God. You don't like that word. It's X-rated. Praise God. But last I checked, if you are less than 18, you are not supposed to be in this church. They have sex together. And some have sex like 10 years. Still believe in God for the fruit of the womb. How much more? You who do it once in a while. Maybe even that once in a while, he comes around or you come around, you fight. 
I mean, I, I, there are marriages like that. I mean, I've, I've, got, I've got dozens of women who have complained. You know, I, 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 my husband works in Portacot, and when he comes home like this, I always pray that he will not even come, come at all. I say, why now? He said, because we fight. From the moment he arrives, why is the floor on the floor? <laughs> who turned on this television? I feel the temperature. I know how much I bought this TV. I know how much I bought it. Then we'll call the, maybe they have a child. Come here! What did they teach you in school? I don't have time for assignment. I'm tired. Is it, Madam, so you didn't know that you should have prepared my food. When I got to Oweri, I've been calling you from Oweri that you should prepare food for me. Yeah, how can I prepare food when you're in Oweri? Oweri is about six hours from here. The food will be cold. Is there not microwave? Eh? So it's now that I arrived, now that I just went to the kitchen. And they will keep malice throughout the weekend. And you're expecting to have the fruit of the womb. And then it will go back. It's gone for three weeks again. If you are going to make babies, you do what people who make babies do. And for the youth church, because you're not ready to make babies, you don't do what those who make babies do. Are you with me? So let every man abide in his calling. Take actions that are corresponding to your faith. Are you with me, church? Corresponding actions. Because faith without it is dead. Audio faith. Like some have audio money. I've been told. Give me James chapter 2 from verse 14. Somebody getting blessed this morning? James 2, 14 on the screen. Then, when her, what does it profit, my brethren? Though a man say he has faith and have no works. Everywhere you see those works, it is not talking about the work of the flesh. It's talking about corresponding actions. So, re replace it with corresponding actions. Now, let me tell you something about the person that wrote this book. The man, James, that wrote this was the biological brother of our Lord Jesus Christ. They lived in the same house. He lived with the Lord. He saw the Lord closely. Someone that lives in your house probably knows you better than those who don't live in your house. If you claim to be a good man and your son says you are not a good father, you are not. Right? He sees you. Your daughter says something nasty about you. Those are the people that see you when nobody sees you. You know, we can, we can have a performance. We can, we can act. We can put on a facade. You can come to church and be holy, 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 Lord God Almighty. And your kids are in the congregation. Oh, my God. I wish this man was like this. Early in the morning, our song shall rise. Oh, my God. I love you, Lord. I love you. I love you. Ah, Daddy, you beat mommy blue black yesterday. When we try to beg you, you give us dirty slaps. I still have pain in my inner ears, in my cochlea. I don't know what they call that thing. But that is the best man in church. A facade. So we are learning from James this morning who saw the Lord. Are you with me? And James was telling the church, you guys claim you have faith. He said, but what does it profit, my brethren? Though a man says he has faith and has not works, no corresponding action. Can faith save him? Go on. Verse 15. 
If a brother or sister be naked and destitute of daily food, doesn't have daily food, doesn't have clothes to wear, they keep wearing the same thing every day and every week, right? And they don't have good food, they don't have daily food to eat. And one of you say to them, depart in peace. Christianese. In Japan, they speak Japanese. In China, they speak Chinese. In the Christendom, we speak Christianese. The Lord bless you. Go in peace. She's naked. She doesn't have clothes to wear. She's not a nudist. It's because she doesn't have clothes to wear. Are you with me? Those are two different things. Some people are nudists. They have clothes, but they're nudists. The Lord will deliver them. Depart in peace and be ye warmed. Be ye warmed and feel. Pastor, I'm hungry. Lord, fill him up with food. Mm, it's convenient for him. Maori, 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 be restored. I do this with my children often. They come to my office or come to me at home. Daddy, I'm hungry. I say, hey, son, I'm Fred. He said, no. I mean, I'm hungry. I said, yeah, I mean, I'm Fred. You're introducing yourself. Hello, hungry. How do you do? You said, I'm hungry. But I'm not hungry. I'm Fred. No, daddy. I mean, my stomach is hungry. I said, okay. I got you. I got you. This is what James is saying. He said, notwithstanding, you give them not those things which are needful to the body. What does it profit? Do you know what James is saying here? Who your faith have? Who you have? No, who your spirituality have? Ep, E-P-P. No, 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 no. Do you, under, you, you don't understand that English, but I will come back to the, a, a more contemporary version. We will read it. If so, even if, even, sorry, even so faith, if it has not works, is dead being alone. Let me have that in uh, the message translation. Message, what does, I mean, just, it just gives you a, a very easy to read, very easy to understand version. Let's read together. One, two, go. Dear friends, do you think you'll get anywhere in this? I can't hear you. If you learn all the right words and never do anything, does merely talking about faith indicate that a person really has it? Think about it. That's the question. For instance... You come upon an old friend dressed in red and half starved. The guy's hungry, right? All right? And say, good morning, friend. Be clothed in Christ. Put some tongues there. Somebody said, put some praise on it this morning. I, I'm, I'm saying, put some tongues on it. Be clothed, friend. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Sunday. Sunday. Sounds like Sunday. Sunday's is, is across the road. Somebody's hungry. Take them to Sunday's. Don't bring them to church and say, I pray for you. Be filled. With what? The Holy Spirit. Is the Holy Spirit food? And walk off without providing so much as a coat or a cup of soup. Where does that get you? Who that one here? Next verse. God bless you, media. 
isn't it obvious that God talk without God act is outrageous nonsense? God talk without God act is outrageous nonsense. Brother, I am hungry. And you say, oh Lord, shinda bahaya. Oh. Whoosh. My goodness. As you are going out, you will meet help on the way. There is help in your pocket. Amen? What does it cost? Transfer 2K to the guy. Let him go and eat something. He doesn't have clothes to wear. You have 10. If you give one out of 10, that's the tithe. Give it out. No, but the Lord is not leading you in that direction. The Lord is leading you in prayer. I know God answers prayer. I believe God answers prayer. I am sure God answers prayer. Glory to his name. You don't have clothes? I have like 20. You don't have shoes? I have 10 pairs. Don't covet what I have. Sheila Bahaya. Let every man abide in his calling. Rabadosia. Be clothed. Be shoot. Shoot up. Be shoot up. Be shoot up. You can gather all the prayer warriors in your church and organize a prayer meeting for a sister to have clothes and shoes. God is not in that prayer meeting. Why we got that? Lord, see thy servant, she has no clothes. He has no clothes. And he has no shoes. And his blue skies are gone yesterday. Can you hear him crying now? And there's a child. You don't know Kirk Franklin? He sang that song. James is singing, all of that is arrant nonsense. James is saying, feed that hungry brother, clothe that naked sister wearing rags. He said, for your faith is known by the actions you take, your corresponding actions. Are you with me, church? David, pursue, overtake, and without fail, you recover all. Sir, yes, sir. But sir, should I pursue? David, are you deaf? No, sir, no, sir. In fact, there are times that God will answer you again. Because what he has said, you have not done. God has, like one of my mentors say, one track mind. Pursue. Ten years after, you have not pursued. You come back, God, should I pursue? Should I pursue? Should I pursue? Should I? People go to prayer mountain. Monday morning, should I pursue? Oluwa, shaking law. Oluwa, shaking law. Oluwa, shaking law. Oh, my law. God did not begin to say, Oh, my law, If you don't law, you're your own. How do you say law in Igbo language? What I go, eh? Gawa. What's Omo? Child in Igbo language. Mwa. 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 
I like that. Oh my God. It sounds like a soundtrack. Then you heard it. Hey! Importer. God has said, go. And then five years, people are still waiting on God. What are you doing? I'm waiting on God. Oh no, I'm waiting on God. I got to get an instruction. I got to get a word from God. No matter how you try to put some spirituality on that, you're wasting your time. If God has given you a word, act on it. Act on it. Open that shop for crying out loud. Go and open it. Open it. Open that business. Let it begin to flourish. Open that ministry. Start that assignment. Work on it. Write that exam. Apply for that scholarship. This is why some, some guys don't marry their own wife. They marry someone else's wife later in life. No action. He likes the baby. He likes the sister. He's looking from afar in church. Every Sunday they see. He smiles. She smiles back. When you are ready, you talk. No, my, my, my smile should do the talking. Or she should be reading my mind. You should have known that I've always liked you. How? You are deputy Holy Spirit. You should have known. How? You didn't talk. Now, somebody else has talked. Now, they are going out. Now, you are fighting everybody. You are fighting pastors because pastor likes the two of them. Shouldn't pastor have known if you were a man of the spirit? Should you not have known that that sister belongs to me? Did you talk? No, but I was, I was planning to. You are planning, you are planning to. Nobody marries planning to. Are you with me? Sounds funny, but it is true in every aspect of our lives. Let me give you two examples from the scriptures. In Luke chapter 5. Luke chapter 5. Quickly. Let me tell the neighbor, say, take action, take action, take action, take action, take action. After hearing from God, Abraham departed. After hearing from God, David departed. First Samuel 30 verse 9. So David went. In Genesis 12, God called Abraham. And in verse 4, so Abraham departed. Genesis 12, from verse 1, God called Abraham. Can we look at that quickly? Now the Lord said unto Abraham, get out of your father's country, Jaffa. God said, Jaffa. And from thy kindred and from father's house unto a land that I will show thee. Verse 2, be quick. And I will make of thee a great nation and I will bless thee and make thy name great and thou shalt be a blessing. Verse 3. And I will bless them that bless thee and curse them that curse thee and in this shall all families of thee be blessed. Verse 4. So Abraham did what? Finito. Finito. End of story. So David went. First Samuel 30 verse 9. Genesis 12 4. So Abraham departed. So David went. So, Abraham departed. So, put your name. What are you going to do? What are you going to do this week? Let me ask your neighbor. Say, what are you going to do about that thing this week? What are you going to do about that thing that the Lord has told you this week? What are you going to do this week? Are you going to call that organization? Are you going to visit that office? Are you going to send that proposal? Or are you going to stay on the same spot and still be wishing? If wishes were horses... Are you with me? 
You got to do what you got to do. I love Americans. They say, if you, if, you got, if you got a big frog to swallow, don't stare at it for too long. Don't stare for too long. You've got a big frog to swallow. Don't stare at it for too long. It'll be getting bigger. Swallow it. Give me. Ben commission where? Luke chapter 5, verses 17 to 26. I don't have time for, to read the whole thing. Jesus was in the house preaching. And the power of God was present to him. And the place was so filled, some five guys brought their friend. And there was no room for them in the house. I believe this was in Capernaum, in, in the house of the master himself, in his, in his personal house. And there was no room to bring the guy in. You know what the guys did? Anyone could have given up by the door. But they were men of faith. They rented a ladder. They got up the roof. With the stretcher. Their friend was on the stretcher. He was paralyzed. Couldn't move. The next thing Jesus heard. And everybody in the house could hear. There were doctors of the law. With their binoculars seated. And they were listening. With the binoculars on their nose like this. Alright. Jesus is making sense. Okay. They were taking note. The next thing they heard. Who are those terrorists from the roof? Long story short, they removed the corrugated iron sheet or whatever it was, maybe, maybe Gerard roof that Jesus used in his house. They removed it. They, they removed the asbestos. They removed the POP, beautifully designed. Don't, 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 don't mess up, man. Jesus' house. What do you think that would look like? Heaven. Heaven on earth. Beautiful home. They destroyed the POP. They broke it. They located the front where Jesus was. And they lowered down their friend in the front of Jesus. They didn't speak a word. It must have been. <laughs> Baba, do something. Titi. Do something. The Bible says, and when he saw their faith, the Bible didn't say when he saw their action, but it was their action he saw. And the Bible described their action as faith. Shanda. We talk too much. No action. We're not in action now. Are you with me? That's why women, eh? They like men with action, no? When you don't show action, your wife says, There was a time when there was no action. My wife would look at me and say, How are you doing CSA like this? I say, Ah! I'm not a CSA man now. Action. 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 Somebody knocks on your door in the middle of the night. Daddy runs under the bed. Where do you want mommy to go? You must be the one to roar like the lion of the tribe of your house. Who is that? Then they will know there's a father in the house. Are you with me? Uh -uh. Even the daughters say, hey, that's my daddy. That's my daddy. Daughters like to boast about their daddy. No matter how small daddy is, daddy is daddy. Am I right? It's not about the height. Oh. It can bring you down. Now, you'll be flat on the floor. But when daddy picks race, the whole family will run after him. Some lazy men. They say, It's a lie. You killed the snake. 
when a woman sees the snake, the husband should be the one to kill the snake. One of my sisters, she's the snake killer in the house. The other, <laughs> my sister just brought one rod. I said, this girl, you are lion hearted. They say, hey, you know, Mofijo, I resemble you. Look, listen. Jesus didn't hear their confession. But he saw their action. Confession is good. But let's not leave it there. At God talk. God talk every time. Do something. Do something. Do something before something do you. That's pigeon. Are you with me? Keep the devil at bay. In the name of Jesus, you have no authority to be in my house. How did you come in here? I bind you and I cast you out. Otherwise, if the devil comes into your home and builds a throne, he's going to finish everybody there. The guy is ruthless and merciless. He starts small, then gains ground and begins to fester like a wound. Zero tolerance. Have you been blessed? He saw their faith. He said to the guy that was paralyzed, son, your sins have been forgiven. And the people there began to reason in their mind, who is this guy who is forgiving sins? Is it not God that forgives sins? And Jesus answered their thoughts. Because he has the ability to do that. Like he has the ability to answer your thoughts now. When he's bringing a blessing your way, and you say, ah, now beans, is that the way God blesses? You say, okay, you don't like it? Mm. Let's move on to the next guy that believes. He says, so that you can believe that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins. Now, you get up, take up your bed and go home. And the guy got up, took up his bed and went home. And the Bible said they marveled and they glorified God and they were filled with fear. And they said, we have seen strange things today. Give me that, that verse. Glorifying God. Next verse. Next verse. And they were all amazed and they glorified God and they were filled with fear. Saying, we have seen strange things today. By virtue of what God will be doing in your life in this season, people will be seeing strange things in your life. Yes. Strange things in righteousness. Yes. Strange things in holiness. Strange things in advancement. You will be advancing and you will be saying, wow, this can only be God. In the name of Jesus. It is time to recover all. I'll give you one more scripture. Ezekiel 37. Ezekiel 37. And I'm going to get you to do something here to take action. Everybody will take action this morning. Enough is enough with pampering Satan. Pampering sickness. Pampering diseases. Pampering poverty and lack. Pampering disappointments in your life. Enough is enough. Give it to me on the screen from verse 1. Ezekiel 37. I've not really taught this before in the expression house. But I'm about to teach it. Not today. I will start today, but teach it soon. Read everybody. Let's read together. The hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley, which was full of bones and caused me to pass by them round about. And behold, there were very many in the open valley. And lo, they were very dry. Were they very dry? Were they very dry? Verse 3. And he said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, thou knowest. Yeah. And he said unto me, Prophesy upon these bones, and say unto them, 
Oh, ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. He asked him to prophesy. Stop looking at the dry bones. Do something. Take action. Stop looking at your dry life. Take action. Take action. Let me tell you, neighbor, say take action. Thus saith the Lord God unto these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter into you, and you shall live. And I will lay sinews upon, upon you, and will bring up flesh upon you, and cover you with skin, and put breath in you, and you shall live. And you shall know that I am the Lord. Verse 7. Let's read together. One, two, go. So I prophesied. Somebody said he took action. Let's read it again now. So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a noise. And behold, a shaking. And the bones came together, bone to his bone. And when I beheld, lo, the sinews and the flesh came upon them. And the skin covered them above. But there was no breath in them. The process started, but no breath yet. Move on. Then said he unto me, Prophesy. Somebody tell neighbor, say, take action. Enough with smear, smear. Tell another neighbor, say, take action. Tell them, say, prophesy. Then said he unto me, what did he say unto me? Prophesy unto the wind. Prophesy, son of man, and say to the wind, because the wind can hear. Thus saith the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon this slain that, that they may live. Stand on your feet, everybody. Next verse. Okay, verse 10 now. Let's read the remaining standing. You can get your Bible in your hands if you can't see the screen. Because you're going to prophesy. Are you tired of the way things are in your life? Maybe in an area of your life. Do you need help? Do you need God? Do you need a change? The change is in you. The kingdom of God is within you. You need to bring it out. So I prophesied as he commanded me. Let's read together. So I prophesied as he commanded me. And the breath came into them. And they lived. And stood up upon their feet. An exceeding great army. Next verse. Son of man. These bones are the whole house of Israel. Behold they say. Our bones are dried. And our hope is lost. And we are cut off of our part. Therefore prophesy. And say. Un come on, come on, come on, come on. Therefore prophesy and say unto them. Thus saith the Lord God. Behold. Oh, my people, expression house, I will open your graves and cause you to come up out of your graves and bring you into the land. You know that song, get up, get up, get up, get up out of that grave. Yeah. Verse 13. Let's, let's finish. We'll stop at verse 14. And you shall know that I am the Lord when I have opened your graves, oh, my people, and brought you up. Out of your graves, verse 14. And they shall put my spirit in you. And you shall live, expression house. And I shall place you in your own land. Then shall you know that I, the Lord, have spoken it and performed it, saith the Lord. Celebrate him this morning. 
prophesy. I give you one minute to prophesy. I didn't say pray, I said prophesy. <laughs> prophesy over that situation, over your business, over your relationship, over your ministry, over your calling, over the anointing that God has placed on the inside of you, over the assignments he has placed in your hands. Prophesy. Prophesy. Somebody prophesy. You have a mouth, you have a spirit. Prophesy. Prophesy. I'm not going to do that for you this morning. Do it for yourself. You are the prophet of your own life in the New Testament. Prophesy. 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 Some of you don't know how to prophesy. Speak the word. Speak what you want over that situation. Speak it over cancer. Say, you won't spread any further. Now begin to die. Tell that sickness in your body to begin to dissipate. Dematerialize. Die. Tell your liver to be whole again. Speak to your liver. Say, liver. 